everyone, I'm Oli, and you're listening to Wild Research Bites podcast, Field Edition. In this episode, I will interview two master students, Maya and Daniel, from SLU, who came to the field, to the east coast of South Africa, to do their field work for their theses. Both Maya and Daniel's projects are really interesting, and I'm excited to see what they find. But without further ado, let's hear what they have to say about their projects. Daniel, maybe you can tell first a little bit about yourself and about your background, where you come from, and so. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, well, I studied um, environmental engineering in back in Spain in the Polytechnic University of Madrid. And uh, later, uh, I did an internship on Senegal in um, in a collaboration with James Goodall Institute. And then I decided to to go to to Umeå, to Osalu to to do my master thesis. So to do my master, and now my master thesis here. Okay, cool. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Senegal? How was Senegal? What did you do do there? Uh, we went with my uh, previous university, with the Madrid University, to to do an herbarium of plants that are important to chimpanzee there. So we collect uh, several samples and take photos of uh, like 200 species of plants uh, that are mm, trees and shrubs and the ants. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, what about you, Mayan? Well, yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, so yeah, I grew up in uh, in Dalarna in a small town. So I'm actually from Sweden, and I did my bachelor's in biology in uh, Uppsala also at SLU, but that program were more um, focusing on uh, like uh, domesticated animals, uh, unlike this master program that is focusing on uh, like wildlife management. Yeah, thanks Maya. And uh, yeah, maybe you can continue by explaining a little bit about your master thesis. What are the basic principles? What are you looking at? And what does your field work consist of? Uh, yeah, of course. So I'm investigating how elephant interference with uh, rhino feeding potentially affect grasslands dynamics. And I'm mainly focusing on the uh, reproductive strategies of uh, grass species and how they respond to different degrees of elephant interference on uh, rhino feeding. All right, what about you, Daniel? Um, what is your thesis about? Well, in fact, it's, uh, I think it's a really interesting project. So it's about to see if um, white rhino is developing uh, anti-predator responses due to poaching. So what we are going to do is to put um, several cameras that are connected to a speaker, uh, camera traps are connected to a speaker in the field, and and record uh, the the responses of the of the rhinos to different sounds such as mm, gunshots, human voices, or lions, and see the potential differences between them. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. What about how are you going to simulate these sounds, uh, gunshots and lion sounds and everything? Well, uh, a team from Canada uh, has recorded uh, several kind of sounds, like a mixture of its type of sounds. So we have several human voices in different languages and also different kind of gunshots uh, from uh, different weapons. So I don't know, we have like a mixture of every kind of sound. All right, cool. And then you're playing it back from a speaker. 
yeah. attached to your camera. That's <laughs> some high-tech stuff. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Totally. All right. So you have been here now for what? Almost a month, three weeks or so. And um, what are your impressions of this park and your time in the field so far? Uh, I think it's... Uh amazing all these uh, experiences uh, for example when we are out in field you never know what to expect when you like you're walking behind this uh, armed ranger that are protecting us from dangerous animals and for example suddenly you can hear some lions or something uh, very close by and you see how the ranger get a bit concerned maybe and you always feel a bit scared maybe but also very excited at the same time and i think that's a really amazing experience yeah especially hearing those lion sounds oh, from close by yeah. makes your hair go up mm. i can imagine but yeah adrenaline i guess is part of the field work then oh yes yeah what about you daniel well for i think like pretty much the same like it's awesome to be here uh, i really enjoy the park i really like it I think it's, it's good that it's not as famous as other parks in South Africa because the tourist level, so there are tourists here, but it's not that much, not that amount, like would be in Kruger, for example. So I think it's a really cool place to to be and to to do research also. It's, it's amazing that every time that you drive the car through the park, you see there are seeing several species such as uh, elephant or buffalo and obviously rhino too lots of rhino lots of rhino yeah <laughs> it's amazing the, the amount of rhino that is here so uh, i really enjoy it yeah cool and yeah you mentioned that in kruger for example there's way more tourists compared to here and it was funny we went to pick up some uh, field equipment for daniel both with daniel and maya to kruger and we ended up being there unfortunately on the weekend of national holidays here in south africa so we arrive at the gate 5 30 in the morning and the gate is supposed to open at six and there's one kilometer queue of cars just into the park so that was already a little bit daunting experience from the straight beginning from the morning and then it took us one and a half hours to queue to get into the park and then when we were in the park all the major sightings of leopards or wild dogs were blocked by having 20 or so cars in front of us. But here we don't have that problem, so it's cool. All right, uh, what about, can you say any specific experience that has really remained in your mind so far? For example, going to Makamisa. Yeah, that was really amazing when we were to Makamisa, because that it's like an area where you don't have any roads or something like that, so it's area that is untouched by humans you could say uh, and the landscape over there was so beautiful and uh, we were at the house we were babysitting a ranger's dogs we had the opportunity to stay at his home and he had like a could you say perhaps a outpost where you could view this river from above and all the beautiful woodlands all around it and uh, grazing lawns and so on and uh, you could have your morning coffee and just look down on the river and you saw these elephant family groups of elephants coming by or buffaloes and everything and that was amazing definitely my camisa was amazing the, the thing that you said about you're looking to a herd of 20 buffaloes that until arrive here is something that i only have seen in documentaries mm -hmm. <laughs> like in tv and things like that but I mean, it's, it's impressive, like how much how much life in general is uh, is here. Like you can 
noticing any kind of, of animal or any kind of uh, plants or even mushrooms is, is such amazing. Maybe it's important to, to say that uh, also this interferes in how, like, for example, ne uh, previous week we found a, a snake in the bathroom. <laughs> I watched that like for the whole day until we noticed that it wasn't a venomous <laughs> one. We took it and, and put it uh, outside of the bathroom. But yeah, that was cool even. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Walking into the toilet in the morning with your morning brain and morning face and then you realize that there's a green snake lying on the floor and makes you at least wake up without a coffee. Thank you so much Maya and Daniel for coming here and talking about your projects. They seem very interesting and I'm looking forward to hearing more about them and about their findings in the future. Until next time.